Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. In season two of Hacks and Hobbies, we're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, I get to speak with a teacher, a writer, and a speaker, Tyler Christensen. He is doing exactly what I'm doing, but he's actually a teacher. He teaches a fifth grade class, and he's into a lot of different hobbies. And we got connected through spotaguest.com. I know this is not a sponsorship for Spotaguest, but they are a really cool site and service that I, it's a free service that I recently learned about. And so through Spotaguest, Tyler Christensen, reached out to me and said, you know, I've got a message that will serve your audience very well. So I was like, you know, let's talk. Let's get on the podcast. So here we have Tyler Christensen. Thank you so much for getting on the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Thank uh, Good to have you. So, so the first, you know, the first thing I get into is, you know, how did, where did your journey start from? And a lot of the time we tell everybody and you know we have it on our on our intros and bios you know a, a version of a journey that everybody's read about but what's the version of a journey that's no one's heard of before there's always things that we leave out you know that's probably not that important so what's your version well so this is a great question because i don't know if i've actually ever told anyone where my journey started um I, I'm into a ton of different things. And part of it is because um, I've been in the teaching school for the last 15 years or so. Wow. And from the very beginning, as a school teacher, I knew at, during summers and during the other off times, I have things that I can work on. And, you know, hobbies are great, but hobbies that make money are better because, again, I'm a school teacher, so I don't get paid <laughs> yeah. enough, you know? <laughs> so. Exactly. So I've, I've tinkered with things for years and years, but it was when I was in grad school to become a professor uh, mm-hmm. where I really thought I need to find something on the side that's not just research and publishing and things like that, but something that I'm passionate about that can bring that in. And mm-hmm. my students actually helped me with this. I was uh, teaching a class in educational technology and we were talking about blogging and, mm-hmm. and they said, well, and I was promoting this. I was like, blogging is so good because you develop your voice and you become an expert on whatever you're writing about. And I had done a lot of blogging in the past, but I wasn't doing much at that at that moment. And so my students said to me, well, what are you blogging about, Mr. C? <laughs> and I didn't have an answer. So I went home that night and I thought, what am I passionate about? And it was college football. I loved watching football. And so I thought I should start a college football blog. Mm-hmm. So I, I did that and I, it kind of grew and evolved with time. Um, it was for, so my alma mater is BYU and mm-hmm. I, I started just blogging about uh, the football team and kind of their rivalry game. And over a period of time, I started uh, getting more and more serious into that where I was waking up four o'clock every morning so I could do that before I went to school. And, mm-hmm. and I, I put out maybe 100, 150 blog posts that first year. Wow. And, and didn't make much money. I, it was mm-hmm. just something that, you know, I was like, well, this is cool and it's fun. 
Um, but that was about five years ago. Yeah. At that time, now we've hit over a million views on the blog and I've gotten press credentials to go to football games. Um, I yes. interview all their players. I, I cover recruiting for the largest newspaper in my state now uh, and even started my own recruiting service. So I have a separate website now, D1 Recruiting, uh, where I help high school kids uh, try to get more exposure and, and get college scholarships. So it's really you know, it was just this small uh, project that now puts off, you know, over $1,000 a year so I can afford to go to football games and yeah. and stuff like that. So that's kind of where I got started with hobbies that make money. Um, but I, I'm doing a bunch of other things now, too. That's pretty darn amazing, dude. <laughs> I'm pretty impressed. I'm really impressed. Um, especially because, you know, you you thought about it and you went after it and kept doing it. And I've been blogging for a while, but it's it's been never at the level that you know that you started because you were like you know it's gotta have a purpose and it's got you gotta have a specific niche so you can actually get paid to write that content. Mm-hmm. Mine, I mean, I've had I've had two blogs for a while, and all I wrote about is like my mind, philosoph- philosophical stuff, and or technology that everybody else is covering didn't bring my own spin to it. But, you know, this this really good point, you know, having that ability to write and tell your story is super important because then that can become into a book. And I see that you published a book, you know, which is really friggin' awesome. You um, know, the cool thing with that too is, so I've, you can blog about anything and the, the barrier to entry is so low because you can get a free blog and it, and it's, super easy to get into, but it's super hard to get an audience that's, you know, to get it out there and promote it and things. And, and it takes time and it takes consistency. Um, my, my wife tried that this last year, she does home improvement stuff and Mm -hmm. she knew that I'd blog for forever. And I said, look, you just have to commit, do one a week, see how it goes. And so she did that. And she was so frustrated because for the first six months, she did one a week and put her heart and soul into it. And she'd get one view a day, five views a day. Yeah. And she was making, you know, pennies a week. Mm-hmm. And then over the summer, she um, was making furniture and, and that really took off for her. So she didn't have time to work on the blog. Yeah. But over that time, because she'd been so consistent early on, now she's making a dollar a day, a dollar mm-hmm. fifty and and isn't writing on the blog. But she has now enough in the archives that people yeah. are finding it and it's been a little thing for her, but the cool part of that too is she has enough content that I'm like, well, now you can write your first book. Let's take some of your mm-hmm. best content, put it together. And yeah. she's always wanted to do that. And so by the end of this year, we're going to have her first book out and she's thrilled. That's so awesome. You know, it's very true being consistent and having that content. So everybody focuses on who's looking at it right now. How many hits did I get? Right. Those likes, how many likes did I get? But nobody thinks about the long tail of it because the long tail is where it's at. And that tail can go really, really long. And if you have enough content on your website, on your blog, then, you know, you're seeing those results. You know, she's seeing those results after all of these months. And um, that's what I keep telling, you know, you've just got to have to put out the content and be consistent. And, and if you can't be consistent, at least do it in batches. So then you can schedule it out and then build that audience in that manner. So there's multiple different techniques as, yep. as I'm sure you've, you've uh, 
learn of. Yeah, no, you're right on. As long as you're consistent or, and batching is a great way to do it. I did that early on with mine is I would get busy with school, but the summers were more available. So one summer I wrote like a hundred posts and then I just saved them. So I could oh my God. one or two a week during the year and I didn't have to write for several months. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so, that's so helpful. And we, the tools that we have available, for example, the blogging tools, they let you pick what date you want that episode or that blog post to go out. Yeah. And that's what I did for a lot of my episodes. I just didn't plan it right. I, you know, I, I had about 40 episodes recorded and I was like, all right, perfect. I've got plenty of content, but instead of doing it, I'm going to publish it once one a week. I was like, I'm going to do four a week because I'm going to get more content. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I've got a big slump in the middle of, and then I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll leave that slump in there and just say that was a summer sabbatical or whatever, you know, summer break kids are out. Right. You have time and, and that's totally fine because people want to see that realism because my last published episode was, you know, July 25th or something like, you know, I, I just don't have the time. I'm, I'm spending so much time with the kids and that's the most important part, mm-hmm. having that time to spend with the kids because their four-year-old or their three-year-old only that year after yeah. they've learned everything, they're a different person altogether and you're going to miss out on that if you don't you know, cash in that time. I totally agree. My youngest is five now and, and we're holding on to every moment because, you know, you're only five once. Exactly. And <clears throat> growing up, I was, you know, I'm, I'm so much in my kid's life, my four-year-old and my one-year-old. And I look at my older one, he's nine. And I was like, you know, I, I remember spending a lot of time with him, but it's all a blur. And most of the times I did get to spend, it was after work hours. And sometimes we got to go out and do these things. And it, it just feels like the, the older they grow, the less time you have to spend them, spend with them or have the, the hobbies to play with. So I try to get my kids involved in, into, into things that I'm into, like filmmaking and, and cycling and beekeeping. So cycling they're into. My my son, older and my younger son, they're both into filmmaking as well. They're like, you know, let's make this film. So I was like, go act that scene out with your Lego pieces or, you know, whatever, what have <laughs> you. So I'll hear them making all these stories up. So that's pretty fun. That's awesome. All right. So you got into, so we've heard of, you know, why you got into the different um, hobbies mm-hmm. because... One, you're a teacher, you don't make that much salary, so you need something on the side. And so what are the different things that you got into and what keeps you motivated to keep doing them? Sure. So I I told you a little bit about blogging. I've Mm -hmm. done a bunch of blogs now. So I I have a blog for my teaching. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a blog specifically just for my classroom where I give them resources, but Mm -hmm. then another one for teachers. So I've done that. Um, I... You know, all my hobbies are things that, of course, I I am passionate about and enjoy, Mm -hmm. uh, but the best ones are the ones that also uh, kick back. So one of my favorite things that I do now, and I do this with my kids too, Mm -hmm. is um, product reviews. I have Uh companies send me stuff and I take a picture and throw it on Instagram or make a YouTube video. And in some cases, I just get the product for free. So I'm getting a drone or a skateboard or a backpack, headphones, something like that. 
But in other cases, I'm getting paid, you know, up to a hundred bucks yeah. to do something. And so we've made, we make a, probably a little over a thousand dollars a year doing that. And my kids do it with me and then they get to keep all the stuff. So we get, we have Christmas like every day because something's coming it through Amazon, <laughs> you know, and that has been a really, really cool um, hobby because it's the normal stuff that we would have in the house or the toys that um, we just don't have to buy that stuff anymore. So it's really been fun to do that. And I actually did write a book about how to get started with that called how to get free stuff. So um, yeah. it's that has been a real fun hobby. I'm gonna have to get that book for free so I can review it. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll send you one. No problem. Sweet. Um, it, it looks really cool. And, and my, you know, every time, like, for example, yesterday uh, I ordered a a, a leaf blower because the uh, one that I've been using hasn't given me enough power, and it's a, an electric one with wired. And I've been thinking, you know, I need a backpack one so I could have the mobility. And I'm reading reviews, and it's like three hundred fifty dollars plus on these things. Right. And I was like, let's see, well, let's check the reviews, and I found this guy. And so every time we we a UPS guy is like, oh, we got. Bob, we got your new thing, you know, and so it's really cool when your UPS guy comes and like, oh, we just got this and we did that, we got this, and they want to open up the gifts. So this would be really cool because then my wife would be like, what's going on? Why are we getting so many Amazon packages? <laughs> uh, no, you know, at the beginning when I started doing that, I actually there was a, a year where we were transitioning as a family and I mm -hmm. was unemployed, and that's yeah. when I started doing the product reviews because I, I didn't have stuff for my kids for Christmas, and so yeah. I was like what's an easy way? And my brother told me about this company that he worked with and they mm -hmm. connected you with brands. And, and so I started doing this and yeah. at the beginning it literally was for Christmas presents. But yeah. ever since then, I mean, I love it. I get home and there's packages <laughs> on my doorstep almost every day or in the, out in the mailbox. And, yeah. and it really is fun. I, I think I get more enjoyment from it than my wife and the kids. do. <laughs> I, I just love opening those packages up. Yeah, you know? it is. Um, one thing that I love to do is whenever whenever we buy furniture, as soon as it comes, it's like let's open, let's start building it. Right. And um, it it just gives you joy because you're you're challenging yourself, you're learning something new about something that's like totally, uh, you know, crazy or awesome. And uh, that's one of the reasons that I've backed over 260 Kickstarter projects. Wow. And uh, I'm waiting on, on, on this really cool slider gimbal because being in video production, mm -hmm. you got to have all these gears. So that's really cool, man. I, I'm going to have to check out your book yeah. and uh, probably get my kids into it because they, they've watched, you know, kids. Right. So, so you, you've hit on a nerve that's been bothering me. Not really bothering, but. It's like kids are watching these TV, these YouTube channels mm -hmm. where people are simply opening up candy, opening <laughs> right. up toys, and just yeah. talking and playing with them. I was like, why do these guys have millions of views? We've got all these toys. Why can't we make a story like this and have a YouTube channel? But it's true. You, you got, there's only so much time in the day and you got to get the whole family involved in and to be able to get to some things like that. So. Man, we just uh, went on a tangent here. I think we need a tangent counter. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. Isn't your whole show a tangent? So. It is a tangent. It's that's all good. Funny. Um, my my friend, um, he he runs this uh, Green River 
um, media and um, they have a Twitch show where they live broadcast every day mm-hmm. and uh, they have a tangent counter because he goes off tangent on a topic whenever it's talking about the games or movies or whatever. So they have a tangent counter, which is really hilarious. That's awesome. Like, like no, I'm going to have to check that out. Figure out a way to do that. But uh, having a live show is totally a different, you know, experience because then you get that live feedback. So that's awesome. So it's, so we talked about your journey. You talked about your motivations Mm -hmm. and uh, the awesome different things that you've got going on. So, and I'm looking at your website and I'm like, okay, what's the next thing we should check, you know, check on? Um, I've been a cyclist for a while for a very young age. So did you ever get into cycling or did you pick a different sport? uh, um, This is a great uh, thing to talk about because Mm -hmm. I actually just on Friday, this last weekend, Mm -hmm. I ran, I ran my first double marathon. So I ran. Wow. 52.4 52.4 miles. It was all night long. We started 7 p.m., ran through the night. I ran till like 10 the next morning. Oh and um, yeah, so running is my thing. I, I, uh, yeah, I don't know if you've even seen this on the site, but I lost 100 pounds last year. Yeah, I noticed that. That's, that's amazing, man. So, but it's, and it's, I can't say that I lost the weight through running because sure. I've ran all my life. I, I gained weight while running. Oh. Um, it was diet changes and things mm-hmm. like that. But I just, I love, we live out in the country and I just wake up and I head out on the country road and that's where I love to be. We actually love in a, live in a great place for biking too. We're just mm-hmm. outside Zion's National Park and oh my God. Awesome, awesome biking around here. And yeah. so, that's one of the things I, I do want to get into more. I actually review biking stuff all the time, but no I, I don't do a ton of cycling. So that's something I want to get into more. Yeah. You know, talking about reviews again, um, just going back, my, my brother-in-law, he's been cycling for about over 10 years and he wrote some reviews for, you know, some tire and stuff like that. And the, the, the manufacturer you know, reached out to him and like, Hey, would you like to send us a review on this thing? And we'll give you this much, you know, um, uh, like we'll give you a credit towards a product of ours. Right. And I told him, you know, he even started a blog and I was like, dude, keep doing that. You can make money off of it. Like seriously. He's For like, sure. I don't know. He, Cause he, he's very like, um, what's, what's that word? He's very inquisitive. He's very investigative. So he'll like do a really detailed review and, and like five, six paragraphs of review for a, for a tire yeah. or a rim. And I'm like, you, that's, that's where, that's the gold. Right. That's- well, the cool, the cool thing with that, if you're super detailed is if you have a blog or a YouTube channel and mm-hmm. you have these ri- like the authority on that product, then you just throw up an affiliate link. And then not only are you getting paid by the company, but then anytime yes. anyone buys one, you're getting some yeah. kickback for that too. So that's exactly. I'm, that's an awesome way to just start really small on the side and just, yeah. you don't even have to be getting paid or getting free stuff. Do the stuff you love anyways. Just start exactly. writing reviews for those because you can get paid as people buy it. So if you're putting value out to the world, you're going to get something back. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And actually, it, so this is funny. My next thing to review yeah. is a, a cycling backpack. It's like a camelback, but it has lights on the back that tells you which direction to go. So even though I'm not a big cycling person, that's that's honestly my next review is a cycling yeah. backpack. So pretty cool. <laughs> that's really, really awesome. Um, so yeah, cycling. Uh, so so be, since I've been cycling as well, I haven't reviewed as much stuff because I'm trying to I don't know what I'm trying to do, man. I'm I'm doing a lot of different things, but I know for sure that I wanna I wanna be in a spot where I can do films because I love filmmaking. We did uh, we did a couple of short films um, in 2016. We did we did at least one short film earlier this year. We're working on four different commercials and a and a pilot episode for a TV show. So that's my passion. That's what I want to go into more. And I even had some acting gigs. So that's been pretty fun experience as well. Um, but yeah, man, this podcast and talking to, you know, people like yourself, it's just what's keeping me up at night and like, you know, <laughs> just to get like, all right, what's the next step? What's the next spot? You know, how to get ahead in life. And then um, again, coming back to spending time with the family right. and, the one thing that keeps coming back to me every single day when I'm talking to people, you know, remember the people that say, you know, I wish there was more than 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. Like, well, there are more than 24 hours in a day. You just gotta find people that will work with you. Right. Well, right. and, and I, I hear that all the time, you know, from my students, I don't have time to do this or I don't have time to do that. And, you know, I have tons of things I do, mm -hmm. but I'm, I also wake up at four o'clock, you know, yes. and so yes. it's, it's just depends on where you're putting your priorities. Yeah, exactly. Um, you got to have the priorities. I do wake up early enough because if you wake up at seven o'clock versus four o'clock, you've got three extra hours. Yep. But again, you, you also have to, it also depends on who you are. If you're a parent and your kid just went to sleep at three o'clock <laughs> right? or been keeping you awake, well, it's hard to get up at four o'clock because you know you just went to sleep at three o'clock so i find those time i find those days where i can get up early and do my stuff or if i could if i can put the kids to sleep on time at a time then i have an extra you know amount of hours that i can do work um so it's it's been a, it's been a challenge but it's also a learning experience and every single day i'm thinking okay i'm doing this for my kids i'm doing this for my kids it's not for myself and even if I'm doing it for myself, I'm doing it so I'm setting an example so they can follow in the footstep and be like, all right, this is the right way to do it. Or this is how you can get more things accomplished. Right. Well, you know, and the interesting thing with kids. So I have four kids. Uh, our oldest is 14 and our youngest is five. And for there's a season for everything. So yes. I remember, you know, being up at three in the morning with the kids um, because they were babies or whatever. Yeah. And now that they're older, you know, I still, I put my kids to bed every night. We tell stories, we read mm -hmm. books and, and we have that quality time at night, but we also, as a whole family, we go to bed relatively early mm -hmm. and that does give me now that those morning hours are glorious. Cause it's not just the extra three hours in the morning, no. three, three hours from four to seven is like five hours any other time of the day. Cause you're not interrupted. No one bugs you exactly. at four in the morning. So it's, it's great that, you know, you do it when you can. Yes. That's true. That's true. Fantastic, man. I'm, 
I'm, I'm thinking that I'm missing something. So we talked about your transformation. We talked about the running and how you were able to do a double marathon. Man, how, so how did you train for that? I mean, that's, well, how, how did it affect your knees? Because that's something that I keep hearing, you know, it, it's bad for your knees or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, I think knees is mostly a myth. Um, okay. With running, you know, you're going to wear down your joints with any physical activity. But if you're yeah. smart about it, you know, I run on trails and, mm-hmm. and do things like that. But um, the, for me, the bigger issue is I have uh, foot problems. And so mm. I, I'm just, I run in pain and I've learned to run in pain because we haven't been able to fix whatever's wrong with my feet. I've been to like 10 doctors this last year and we oh, still wow. haven't been able to get control of it. Yeah. But, so I'm, I'm just used to pain and that's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, but the way I trained for a, a double is again, I have this summers, my summer schedule is more flexible. So even though I, I run year round, I can put in more miles over the summer yeah. uh, and kind of scale up. And this summer I ran over five, I, actually over 700 miles over the summer. Wow. And so you know, I'm averaging more than 10 miles a day, but that's because mm-hmm. mostly on the weekends, I'm still, I don't sleep in on Saturday. I'm still yeah. waking up at four or three 30 and doing a 20 miler before my kids wake up. So that's how I trained was just putting in a lot of miles. And, and now, um, I haven't run in a week. It's like the longest I've gone without running in forever because <laughs> trying to recover from this race. It was, yeah, you gotta, be, you gotta be able to recover so, so you can go back out there. Yeah. Yeah. So no, but it's just a lot of fun. You, the best part about running for me is that's when I listen to podcasts. So oh. I love getting out there and that's my me time, you know, to be out and listen to a book or listen to a podcast and yeah. I just look forward to that time every day. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. I don't have I don't have a time that I go do out anything on my own right now. Uh, I used to commute to work and then I, I, I'd have time to either record an episode or listen to a podcast. But currently, I'm not doing any of those. So I need to get back on my bike. That's what I need to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fun. You know, I actually started a podcast um, from running just especially as I was losing the weight, mm-hmm. um, I would get done with a long run and I had to have so many things that I thought about during the run. I was like, yeah. I should start recording this. So I did. I just started recording it on my phone. Nice. And after I had like 50 recordings, I was like, okay, it's time to put this into a podcast. So I, I have a little show called After the Run where it's just whatever I recorded and it's horrible <laughs> audio, you know, because it's just on my phone while I'm walking and sweating and breathing hard. Uh, but then I can share all the things I've learned about health and, and fitness, you know, and, and I feel really cool. putting that out into the world. So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a cool little thing. That's really cool, man. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so I was uh, checking out your website. Some of the links uh, they need, since I've been a web designer too, um, there needs to be a HTTP to be added in front of these, some of these links because they're just... Uh, going as uh, other pages on your site. Okay. <clears throat> so underwriting, uh-huh. so underwriting. When you have BYU Insider, uh, when I click on it, it actually takes me to tylerchristensen.com forward slash www. Oh jeez. <laughs> so just Sorry, I'll have to update. No, no, no problem. I uh, just like to you know make sure you got that right. 
Yeah, no, you know, it's funny because I do. That's one of the things we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, we're like, going to get to it. Web design, but <laughs> I, I hardly have spent any time on my own side. I just yes. threw it up and I was like, hurry and get up the <laughs> app. But I haven't even checked links on it. So I, I need to I need to get my site up, too, because it's been it's been a while. Um, all right. So we're going to get into the little portion where we where I have some questions that I asked all of my guests. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? And we talked about a lot of hobbies that you have. <laughs> yeah. Well, so um, the one thing that I have, and you probably saw this a little on my spot, mm -hmm. is I'm a speaker. Mm -hmm. But um, I did a lot of public speaking early on in my career and then got away from it. And mm -hmm. now that I'm in fifth grade instead of college, I yeah. miss being on that stage. I miss having big audiences. And so I'm getting back into speaking now. Um, and I'm not doing a ton of paid gigs, but I want to be, you know, and so yeah. that's really the thing where this summer I actually met, um, I have a mentor that's walking me through the speaking process and I'm doing a ton of research right now and figuring out, you know, I want to get on a TED stage and I want to do other things. So that's really the hobby that uh, I'm passionate about that. Yeah. I've done it in the past, but I'd mm -hmm. really like to level that up. So public speaking for sure. Fantastic. And you've got a lot of niche topics and that's what that's what TEDx uh, or TED, you know, the TED stage looks for as well. Um, guest I spoke with yesterday, she's like, you know, you know, when I was doing my audition for the TED TEDx talk, they're like, you know, what are you going to talk about? And instead of her telling her what she's going to talk about, she asked the interviewer, "Are you replaceable?" Hmm. And she was like, you know, I've never thought about, am I replaceable? And a lot of people will say, yes, I'm replaceable because, you know, I'm doing something that somebody else can do as well. Or some people will think, you know, no, I am not, in, you know, I'm irreplaceable. So that's what got her, her in into being a speaker. So that was a really, you know, interesting thing to learn about because you, you've got to have that unique, because if you go to TEDx or TED.com, there's topics, mm -hmm. I mean, People have talked about every single thing that you can think about, right? But only you bring your own story, and so so that's that was a, a good takeaway. I spoke to another um, speaker who uh, runs a company out in Florida. They help speaker find gigs and you know get that message straight so they can get those uh, speaking events and engagement. So I can connect you with her for sure. Cool, um, yeah. She's got some really good stuff on their on their site uh, that can you know get you next step up. I mean, I mean, you're already working with a coach, which is which is so 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 important. Working with coaches mm -hmm. and having mentors is super important because that's what um, gets you to the next level. Yeah, I think the coolest thing about working with a coach is you can see what's possible, and yeah. so. That's really, for me, that's been invaluable is to be able to say, look, this is where I'm at and I see where you're at. How do mm -hmm. we bridge that gap? And Exactly. Yep. Beautiful. All right. What is your favorite movie or TV show? So um, favorite movie of all time, and it's not even close, Remember the Titans. I love that show. That um, was a really good show. It's just brilliant. It's one that I watch every few years, especially mm -hmm. now the fall with football season. I still love football, you know? Yeah. And, and so it just gets me pumped up and inspired. So that's definitely my favorite um, movie. My favorite TV show um, all time is a show called Monk. I love Monk, um, where it's that 
this detective that's um what's that called ocd mm-hmm. and i i just love that show we still watch reruns but you know <laughs> on that on that network so going back to hobbies um the is it usa that film monk i think so anyhow they have USA, yep. the sh- they have the show um psych which is another one of my all-time favorite shows and the flash and arrow and all all those shows i really enjoy and one of my hobbies is i for oh good 10 15 years i've done website on the uh, design on the side mm-hmm. and five or six years ago i thought you know how can i scale up this business and i yeah. decided to reach out to some of my favorite actors on my favorite tv shows and just that's said, so hey, funny hey can i build you a free website i want to grow my business and get better name recognition so and one of them wrote back um sage brocklebank who's on yeah. Psych, he's junior detective buzz McNabb. yeah i remember and him so he wrote back and he's like yeah my mom's a school teacher i'd love i've always wanted to have a website and sure let's work together so um, I built him a site and then he referred me to his friend, uh, Patrick Savangi, who's on mm. The Flash. And so I yeah. built him a site and then they <laughs> referred other friends. And, you know, it's cool to build websites for actors, but it's cooler yeah. to be friends with actors. Oh, my God. Um, me and Sage, uh, you know, we we chat all the time and we've worked on other businesses together. He's doing real, real estate now and I helped him build a, a site for his real estate business. Yeah. And, and so we chat because I've been doing some real estate investing. And mm. It's so fun to just have these friends that are in Hollywood or in, in this case, they're up in Vancouver. Yeah. And, and just to see what they're up to and get the scoop. You know, when they were fi- filming a psych movie this summer and mm. he got um, the big show stars of the show, Dulé uh, Hill and James Roday. They, yeah. they did a cool shout out to my kids on Facebook and that's my kids so are cool. all freaking out because <laughs> their, their favorite show. And so that's yeah. been a really cool thing. So I, I have to say, I love the show psych, you know, no. I know a lot of the people on it. And, and so that's been really cool uh, to work with them. And, and of course I just love the show too. No, that, that show is so, so awesome. And uh, we, we absolutely loved the show and, I keep I keep looking for James Roday and you know the other actors, you know mm-hmm. where are they do where are they doing where they where they go now, and I know one of the actors he's in Suits, right? Yeah, Dulé Hill. Yeah, and um, Mr. Hill there, uh, he's done he's actually done some other roles in other uh, other shows too, and then I was like, where is James Roday? I haven't seen him do anything, and then he showed up on um, Million Little Things. Right, and that was that. That's an awesome show too, uh, and the character that he gets to play, and being you know being a passionate about the film industry and, and the movie industry, it's it's really good to see that you know there's other angles to you know talk to your favorite people, and uh, I got to speak with Tom Malloy, who's a um, producer and a writer uh, on this book called Bankroll, and he wrote this book almost 10 years ago and people use this as a Bible on how to find money for production and filming. So really, really, really cool stuff. Awesome, man. I love it. And I've been thinking, you know, I want to reach out to these actors and actually, you know, talk to them or, or bring them on. And, um, but that's, that's a really cool new angle that, you know, that you just taught me about. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll chat. I, I, can get you some contacts so no problem awesome all right 
so you've got your favorite TV show, you got your favorite movie, and that that movie is really awesome, hands down. Um, mm-hmm. This question: What movie would you choose if you had to if you got to play a character in it? Oh, um, <laughs> so that's funny. I've listened to a bunch of your podcast episodes, and I haven't heard this question, but I've heard mm-hmm. who's your favorite superhero, and yeah. so I'm going to combine these two questions. Because- okay. I would love to be Superman. Yeah. You know, that would be amazing (laughs) to fly. And, you know, the reason I love Superman so much is he's just a good guy. You know, he he has to have a weakness. So he has kryptonite. But his Mm -hmm. weakness isn't that he's tempted by things or that he wants to go and have all the money in the world. He's just a good guy. And I would love to be Superman, you know. There you go. Nice. So that would be a superhero. And you get to play Superman in a movie. So no, okay. You want to play Superman in a movie? Which movie would it be? Hmm. Uh, I, you know, I don't like any of the Superman movies, even the old classic <laughs> ones. Um, none of them are amazing. I, they have done a few good TV shows uh, mm-hmm. with him, you know, and it, it, it almost pains me to admit it, but I love Smallville. I know it's Smallville. like a teenage girl yeah. TV show, you know, but I loved Smallville and even the one before that with um, Dean Kane, the mm-hmm. Lois and Clark. I thought that was fantastic. So, um, yeah. if I could pick any of those to be in, I'd be in Smallville probably. Nice, nice, awesome. So you're discovering your powers. You're like, wait, what is this? Where did it come from? This, one? yeah, it's cool. I like that. All right, last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? That's, you know, that's a really hard question. I thought about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the one I thought probably would be best for me is, you know, um, Robert Kiyosaki, the guy who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. He has a game called Rat Race. Yes. And I've actually, I've never played it, but oh I, you know, I've read about it and I know kind of the idea behind it. And I thought that's perfect for me because so much of my life is between you know, having a job and being tied into the nine to five, but then doing everything I want to on the fringes and, you know, the five to nine. And so I think rat yeah. race would be a good one for me just because I am kind of spread a little thin right now mm-hmm. just because of my interests. But I certainly want to have that financial freedom and I'm working towards that. And so I yeah. think maybe that would be a good one for me. I don't know. Nice. I, hopefully it's fun. I've never played it. Oh, it's a lot of fun. So I've played, uh, I haven't played the the actual board game because uh, I didn't have access to it. But mm-hmm. I did find the software version of the game. And I played that probably 10, 10 years ago. And that was a really interesting game. I learned a lot about uh, real estate, learned a lot about stock because they start with, so he teaches you first, uh, you learn about, you know, because you have a little amount, you start with a small capital with, to make that small capital large, you start with the stock market. Sure. Once you've made sizable amount, now you can invest in in uh, you know the real estate area. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a really cool. I, I learned a lot, and I, I wish I played more of it to you know get even more detailed understanding of. But but they teach you pretty good for a beginner level, so you understand puts and you know and. Uh, like how to set up puts and how to set up. I, I, I can't remember those terms anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. In real life, I, when I was learning how to day trade and mm-hmm. doing puts and stuff, it, was, it felt like a game. When I first yeah. started doing day trading, I'm like, this is a game. It's not, yeah. 
this this can't be real. This isn't real money, you know. But um, and I quickly learned you can lose that money really, really. Oh yes. <laughs> I even I did penny stocks in Blockbuster. That mm-hmm. was a mistake, you know. Yeah. Um, but Wrong timing. Yeah, but I I love that with the rat race game, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I need to get a copy of it because. I love that you can learn about the real world. You know, it's an oh, educational yeah. game, and I, I love the whole concept behind it. I think that's really cool. Sweet. Well, that that was an awesome, awesome board game. I hadn't, I haven't thought about that in in a very long while. And uh, so, Rich Dad Poor Dad is an amazing book. You know, he, he even mentions in there, you know, give it to your ten year old. They need to learn this as soon as they can. Because money is something school doesn't teach. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I, I teach 10-year-olds, and mm-hmm. I'm actually reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad right now to my class. So yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it, you know? So, so you're an awesome teacher, man. That's what we need. Um, my son will be in fifth grade next year, so it's I'm going to get awesome, him started. It's an awesome grade. It's a fun yeah. one to teach because kids are, you know, discovering what they're capable of and their mm-hmm. potential. It's an awesome time. Fantastic. Well, what a, what a, where, um, so the last question, well, is where can my audience find you? The easiest place is just tylerchristensen.com. Apparently I need to check some of my links on it, (laughs) (laughs) but But that's, that's redirection to all the other things I'm doing. So if you you go there, then you can connect with me through social or through some of my other sites. And if you want to get the, how to get free stuff book, it's linked up there and stuff like that. So fantastic. I love it. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. This was and this was a very um what's that word? Very informative and very practical episode for myself because I learned so much about you and I see how you've you know created different sites for different things that you're doing and actually put in the time to make that flower or that plant grow and then step aside and then you know work on different things so that's that's really awesome i love i love it thanks appreciate it i certainly have a blessed life there's lots of cool things going on so it's it's been a pleasure to talk to you about it absolutely thank you so much tyler we'll talk soon all right thanks a lot bye-bye Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today.